We've all seen those advertisements that promise an opportunity of a lifetime. Now, that statement could be anything from a new car to a new house to a new, new career or maybe just a new cup of coffee. Sometimes the definition for opportunity of a lifetime is a little bit loose. The psalmist, however, saw something that truly was an opportunity of a lifetime. In fact, he prays for precisely that in a prayer that begins this third section of Psalms 119. He lifts up a prayer that God will provide him with an opportunity of a lifetime. Let's listen to the prayer of the psalmist here that begins in verse 17. Do good to your servant and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. This morning I want you to prepare yourself for an opportunity of a lifetime. Now in order to understand what the psalmist is praying for here, we first have to understand what he realized. He realized who it is that gives us those opportunities. In fact, he realized who is the giver of life. We've all heard the statement, well, I owe them everything. We may have said that statement at some point. We're describing somebody or, or maybe a group of people who are very, very significant to us in our life. Uh, maybe they helped us understand the ropes in our career. Maybe they encouraged us when nobody else would. That expression describes somebody that we think is significant in the contribution that they have made to our life. We feel like we wouldn't be here without them. Well, the psalmist understands that. He understands he owes God everything, but he, he takes it one more step. It's not just that he realizes that God's made contributions to his life. Certainly that's true. But he recognizes that his life is fully dependent on God. And so he prays this prayer, do good to your servant. Now that prayer is not just a grab for more stuff. It's not a, hey God, what have you done for me lately kind of request. It's far from that. The psalmist acknowledges that God is the only source in his life for anything that is good. In fact, God is his only hope. That, that phrase, do good, uh, in the original language, it's, it's a phrase that means to show favor. It suggests that the grace of God is the only option for the psalmist. There's nothing else that can help. He calls himself your servant. It indicates that he is completely dependent on God working in his life. There's no plan B. There's, there's not another path that he can follow. It's only through God's favor that he will be able to move forward. It's only through the blessing of God that he will be able even to live. So he makes a promise. He says, I will obey your word. Now that's not some kind of bargaining chip with God. He's not saying, hey God, if you'll do this for me, then hey, I'll do this for you. He recognizes that everything that he has in his life that's good, everything that he has in his life that means anything, 
It's come from God. He obeys God's word, not out of some kind of deal that he's making with God. He obeys God's word because he recognizes that every other option is far inferior. There's nothing better he could do with his life than to obey the word of God. And so he prays that, that God would extend his life, that God would bless him with resources in order that he might be able to serve God more. Would you be willing to pray that prayer? Think about it for a minute. We pray for a lot of things. We pray for direction in our life. We pray for healing. We pray for missionaries. We pray for our family. We pray for other people's family. We pray for our friends. We pray for the lost. Now, all of those things are good, and we should pray for all of those things. All of those things are subjects that we should bring before the Lord. But what if we added one more? What if we prayed for God to increase our life, to increase our resources, not so that we might be more comfortable, not so that we might have more wealth, but for one reason, so that we could serve God more. That's a lot of responsibility with that kind of prayer. Because what if God answered it? What would you do with ten more healthy years? What would you do with $10,000? What would you do with ten of anything? Could you let it go? Would you be willing to use it to live for Christ? Imagine how powerful that kind of prayer would be. Lord, the more resources you provide me, the more time you give me, the more I will serve you. Imagine what could happen for the kingdom of God if we were brave enough with the psalmist to pray that prayer. Do good to your servant and I will live. I will Obey your word. Now, for the psalmist to pray that and, and for him to follow the results of that prayer, to ask God to bless him so that he can serve God more, he has to open his eyes and see the possibilities. The psalmist immediately realizes the problem. He realizes, whoa, I'm, I'm weak. God might give me more time. God might give me more resources. And I might be tempted to use those things for myself. And so he adds another request in verse 18. He says, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. You know, so often we come to God and we recognize that we've messed up. We recognize our sinfulness and we need to realize that. The Bible tells us that. It tells us that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of what God wants us to be. We've all fallen short of His glory. So we do need to recognize that. But, but so many times we see our sinfulness and, 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 and we kind of just put on the, the blinders and say, God, don't let me see anything. <laughs> you know, we, we just shut out the rest of the world thinking if I can just shut out the rest of the world, then, then I won't be tempted to do anything. The problem is obviously that doesn't work. <laughs> Because even when you have blinders on, you can still see. <laughs> so putting the blinders on isn't going to help. Now, obviously, there's some stuff we shouldn't be looking at. Don't get me wrong. You understand that. But, 
But just avoiding the world is not going to keep us from being sinful. So what, what's the answer? Well, the psalmist discovers, you know, I, I can't block out the world. It's all there. But God opened my eyes so that I can see that stuff for what it really is. So I can see how much better your word is than all of that stuff out there that's making all these promises to me. There are so many things that we don't see. We're so busy looking out for ourselves that we forget to look out. We don't see all the things that God is doing. We don't see all the possibilities for what God could be using us to do. We don't see how God is protecting us in ways that we can't even imagine. We don't see all the ways that God is blessing us beyond measure. And we don't see those things for for really no other reason than we're just not looking. Well, the psalmist didn't want to miss it. And so he prays, God, open my eyes. I don't want to miss a thing. And then notice where it is that he's looking when he says, God, open my eyes. That I might see wonderful things in your law. The, the word that he uses for open, it means to uncover or unveil. The psalmist asks for God to take away anything that would prevent him from seeing the power and the wonder of God's law. Only God can do that. Only He can can give us that spiritual eyesight that allows us to see the power and the glory of God's Word. And wow, that spiritual eyesight can be a powerful thing. In 2 Kings chapter 6, the Bible records the story of Elisha and one of his servants. They are surrounded by an entire army and all of those Soldiers have been sworn to one mission. Their mission is to kill Elisha and his servant. Now imagine if you had an entire army around your house. And their mission was to come and kill you. That was the situation that Elisha and his servant found themselves in. And the servant was a little concerned. And so he goes to Elisha and he says, you notice what's out there? We'll pick up the story in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes. So he might see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. It's amazing what you can see when God opens your eyes. What looks like a community filled with sinfulness It becomes an opportunity 
to watch God transform lives. A difficult diagnosis from the doctor becomes an opportunity to watch God get the glory either through a physical healing or through the living testimony of one of God's children going through a difficult time but finding hope and strength in the Lord. A broken friendship becomes an opportunity to display the forgiveness that God has lavished on us. A hungry family becomes an opportunity to feed the least of these and glorify Christ in doing so. The list goes on and on of the change in what we perceive and how we respond if we pray this simple prayer. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. What wonderful things is God trying to show you today? It just might be the opportunity of a lifetime. We've been talking throughout this entire year of of finding that one way that you can take the next step in in your walk with the Lord. Uh, One suggestion for this morning is just take a walk and ask God to open your eyes. Walk around your neighborhood, walk around your business, uh, walk around the mall. Just find a place, go for a walk and just say, God, open my eyes. To the possibilities. That cranky neighbor that's always complaining about everything becomes an opportunity to share the life-transforming love of Jesus. That unkempt yard that just bothers you every time you drive past it on the way to work becomes an opportunity to serve a family in the name of Jesus. Those kids that ride their bikes through your garden every spring, they become an opportunity to invite a child to vacation Bible school to hear about Jesus' love. Ask God to open your eyes. Heavenly Father, there's so many things that we don't see in this world simply because we're not looking. There are opportunities all around us to serve you. So open our eyes this morning. Help us to see that you're at work, that you're doing some amazing things, and that we can be a part of it. Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see the wonders of your law. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.